Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to talk about the first four episodes of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, so as you know, uh, some of you know, of course, it's been two weeks, one week, two weeks, I think, since uh, Disney Plus finally launched in the UK on the 24th. Uh, my review for Disney Plus is, of course, already out there. So if you want to know what I think of the service itself, uh, you can have a listen to that. That's uh, last week's streaming service review. Um, but yeah, we had to talk about one of these shows on there, probably the most popular show, uh, I think you could argue. Um, the Mandalorian. Of course, you've seen... Um, all of this, all of the eight episodes, we're here to talk about the first four, because that's what's available in the UK at the moment. Uh, we'll start off spoiler-free, just with some impressions and, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, what did you think, uh, what do you think just overall of The Mandalorian? Um, what have you Overall, seen? overall I thought it was a really great series, it was a really great show. It highlights several things. One, that John Favreau does not get nearly the the amount of respect and recognition that he should and how good he is at crafting some of these worlds. Because remember, he did the first two Iron Mans that kicked off the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, now he's doing The Lorian, and it's excellent all throughout. Uh, we got a lot of fun uh, cameos and castings that we can talk about. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just a really good show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, someone who's seen, obviously, the first four episodes. Uh, I mean... They're basically making a TV show on a film budget, and you can really see that come through, and it just, it really, really stands out budget-wise. Uh, I think the action from the show has been really good, and, um, I mean, for someone who liked, didn't love, but liked this new trilogy of the Star Wars films that we got, I do think it was quite a smart idea to, okay, let's switch away from the Force, and lightsabers, and Jedis, and go with, you know, a bounty hunter, a Mandalorian... Uh, I think that's really changed things up uh, really nicely. Of course, you do have Baby Yoda in there, who does use the Force a few times, uh, and that sort of thing. But um, what did you think of that kind of change of pace, just kind of focusing on a different part of Star Wars um, for this? Well, that go- kind of goes into more of the extended you know, their universe, that for some reason, Disney, when they bought uh, the Star Wars IP, just decided most non-canon. Like, all the books, all the uh, comic books, all the novels, they just chucked that all in the bin. It's like, nope, that's not it. Um, that was... But yeah, I mean, it's always good to explore outside the main universe. There's a, a few shows that have done that and have done that very, very well. Um, and when you think about shows that are spent... basically the same thing. So this is basically a spinoff of the Star Wars movies. Um the the really cool thing is that unless you look it up on the listing of the actors, you never really know who somebody is. Like uh, um, the cool, uh, I forget how you say his name. Uh, the um, the basically the mechanic dude that the Mandalorian hooks up with. Yeah. And the second and third, that's uh, Nick Nolte. It's weird oh, that it's Nick okay. Nolte, but that's Nick Nolte. Yeah. Um, the casting that I like the most is because he's been out of the public consciousness for so long. Is the client? Um, I don't. I know you probably saw the name in the credit listing, but did you recognize the name at all? No. No. Who are you talking about? Uh, the guy's name is Werner Herzog. Uh, he's mostly known as a director. Okay. Um, he's really, really good at directing mad people. Um. 
The Flying Doctors in East Africa is a good one to watch. One that would probably be the easiest to watch is an old Nick Cage film called Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Deeply disturbing. Deeply, deeply disturbing. Um, but he's done a lot of like, really crazy movies as a director, and um, he's done a lot of interesting stuff. And it's kind of cool to see him in front of the camera. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, Another one, uh, a, another good one that might you might be able to find uh, since it's more of an art house film, is called Aguirre, The Wrath of God. Um, it's also it's a 16th century, uh, the ruler and insane Don uh, Lope de Aguirre leads the Spanish expedition in search of El Dorado. Uh, also, very you know deeply disturbing movie, but it's very cool. It's one of those that you got to be in the right mindset to watch, but if you can, if you can, and you can watch it, it's a great watch. Cool, cool. Um, but uh, yeah, do, do you have the same thoughts on like you know? Obviously, the budget is really coming through on this thing. You can absolutely see that on the screen. Um, what, what do you think of that side of things? Oh yeah, budget is absolutely top notch. Everything looks amazing. Um, I mean, there are some quirks to it. There are some flaws to it, but you can definitely tell it's a John Favreau thing. Yeah. Um, and his kind of him and uh, Josh Whedon have the same kind of style out in, in that they know when to put in a comedic beat. Um, the perfect example: if you go back to the first Avengers movie, in the final battle of New York, there's a scene where Thor and Hulk are beating up one of the giant like whale-sized the uh, Chitari. Mm-hmm. And they manage to take it down, and they crash it, and they're just standing there all exhausted. And all of a sudden, you know, Thor just punches uh, – Hulk punches Thor off screen. And it's a nice little little comic break <laughs> in between all the action. Uh, there's a similar scene in episode two, which it's a, not really spoily, but it's a little-ish. Um, there's the scene where the Mandalorian recognizes uh, Gina Caro's character, and they both kind of – sneak outside and then have kind of a fight scene. And then all of a sudden you hear this giant slurping noise and they both look over and there's baby Yoda drinking from his drinky drink. That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and Oh, you, you haven't even seen the best part. No spoiler, but I'm just giving you a heads up. The opening four minutes of episode eight, I almost fell out of my chair laughing so hard. I'm not going to say who's involved, what's involved or anything. I was in tears. I was crying. It was so funny. Now, it might not be as funny to some people, but as someone that's been a long-time Star Wars fan, it was hilarious. Cool. Um, but, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, the whole series I was really impressed with. Um, I hope they do more side things because I'd like to, you know, because there's so much lore and there's so big of a universe that they created for Star Wars. I'm sure that there's going to be some decent stories that can be brought out of that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what are your thoughts on uh, Baby Yoda then? It was a crime that they did not have that toy ready. And they'd already had that once before when Toy Story 1 came out. And it was a huge thing and they didn't have their merch line ready. And they actually referenced that in Toy Story 2, mocking themselves for a little self-deprecating humor. The fact that there is not an official Baby Yoda toy out and was ready to go day one, I find it hard to believe that nobody said everybody's going to want to buy this thing. Yeah. And yeah. just just a week ago, Hasbro put up 
a, a motorized Baby Yoda toy for pre pre-order that's about, I don't know, your standard teddy bear size with wiggly ears. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's we're, we've got that big time jump between when Disney Plus came to the U.S. and when Disney Plus came to the U.K., and you're four episodes into that, and we nobody still has an official Baby Yoda toy. Now, you could buy some merch from that, but that's just people making it on their own. It's not official. Right. And right. Disney's very, very aggressive with its IP. Yeah. yeah. Those will get down. Those will should get shut down quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Baby Yoda's, you know, an excellent kind of comedic uh, addition to, to the show. Um, like you said, with that scene where he's kind of slurping the, the 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 drink or the tea or whatever was was just brilliant. Uh, and there's like other bits where I think I think in the the first or the second episode where um he's in he's in his like ship or whatever and he's telling Yoda like not to press any buttons and Yoda's trying to sort of get out and that was that was brilliant as well. So uh, I I appreciated those moments as well for the series. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible what they've managed to do with this. I think this is the the this is the change of pace. I think that um, I missed a Toy Story uh, that Star Wars needed. Um, I mean, just just the whole thing of okay, because people were very curious about you know Boba Fett and going back to that character. This isn't Boba Fett, obviously. Um, but uh, go, go into you know the actual Mandalorians and the uh, you know the bounty hunters themselves. I think was an incredibly smart decision. Um, I think this kind of proves as well that okay, the you know this new trilogy didn't do as well as what they probably wanted to. As the box office still made billions or whatever from those films, but I think the just the kind of double change of pace of okay, this is a TV series, it's a weekly thing, it's on Disney Plus, it's about um, bounty hunters instead of Jedi's. Uh, I think was a really smart decision, and then of course you put Baby Yoda into the mix. That gives some really great comedic stuff. Uh, I think that's great as well. Um, and uh, yeah, they've had like you know little creatures and stuff that that the Mandalorian has fought, and obviously Baby Yoda's been helping with some of that. And uh, the use of the Force I thought was really cool with that because um, we weren't kind of. I mean, at least for me, I wasn't kind of expecting that to be happening so early on in the, in the season. Uh, but I thought that was really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the, I'll say I'm used to this attitude from a character because of people like Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead, but that kind mm-hmm. of, that kind of gruntly sort of acceptance of things, um, like when certain people are talking to the Mandalorian and he's kind of, get uh, given that sort of grunty, almost sometimes silent just response or, uh, obviously it's different with the Mandalorian than it is to Daryl because you can see Daryl's face, at least for the most part, um, with like okay you can't see his face but even kind of looking at his helmet and that certain points you can get a lot of kind of reading from facial expressions from that and that really plays really well into the scenes and into the comedy and stuff and that's been uh really kind of great like like when he's disagreeing with someone or he's agreeing with someone or kind of negotiating you can kind of still really feel that even though it's just a helmet uh what did you what did you kind of think of that Oh yeah, absolutely. The actor brings you know a lot of personality out without being able to see his face. Mm. Um, that's not easy to do. No, but not. his his voice and his mannerisms really convey what he's trying to express. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes, and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. 
Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Mm. Even if it's like a, like, you know, his head slightly leans forward and then he sort of does a little, a little sort of, not a Darth Vader thing, but <laughs> but a sort of like a sigh or a sort of just grunt or something. And you can tell quite a bit from that. Obviously, we know under the mask, or the helmet rather, is uh, Pedro Pascal, um, who was, he was on some Game of Thrones, wasn't he? And he's done some other stuff as well. Uh, he's really doing great in this role, considering, you know, we can't even see his face and all that. I think that's been really great. Uh, what do you think of like you know, okay, because you're using a lot of blasters and obviously he's got basically the the quick sort of uh, almost western revolver type of blaster, and then he's got like the more sniper kind of thing, hasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of those weapons in the series? Yeah, I mean it's one of those things that the only real issue that I've ever had is they've never really clarified if a blaster is an energy based weapon or if it's a projectile that happens to have energy in it because if it's (laughs) yeah because if it's full energy then there would be no recoil um energy has no well it has mass on a technical level but it's so minimal that it wouldn't affect any kind of recoil Mm -hmm. we always see him like pushing the gun forward like to try to counteract the gun pulling back from like like a regular gun, when it fires, it will go backwards unless you force it forwards right. on a level to at least keep it even. Um, but yeah, that's more just like my nerd brain not being able to. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got uh, Pedro's IMDb page up here, and he's been in so much stuff. He was in Narcos for a season. He oh, was yeah. in The Mentalist for a season. He played Agent uh, Marcus Pike. He was in Graceland for a season. He played Agent uh, Juan Badillo. He was uh, Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. That's it, yeah. Um, did a few episodes of Red Window. Um, did, uh, you know, this this here, this here, this here. Um, Lights Out. He did a season on The Good Wife. Um, wow, he was uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. I've did never you ever heard anyone... I've never heard anyone say he was in the show. I've seen the uh, first two episodes. Okay, see, so uh, he was in uh, a much later season, like three or four. Because mm-hmm. I recognize um, the episode he was in. Um, but, you know, it's it's like after she goes, after she's done with high school and goes to college. So okay. it's at least two years. It's at least season three as a minimum. But he had like a one-off character, so that's mm-hmm. probably why he wasn't a series regular. What do you think that, given the changes I've already discussed, you know, going to a bounty hunter instead of a Jedi and being on Disney Plus, being a TV series instead of a film or whatever, 
What do you think that the Mandalorian could mean for the future of Star Wars? Well, its success, I hope, will mean that we get more serialized content. Not, not that That's kind of the perk of everything going to streaming eventually and of so many streaming services is that we get these shows. Mm. We would not have been able to get Game of Thrones 20 years ago. We would not have been able to get Mandalorian 20 years ago. The budget wouldn't have been there. The production value wouldn't have been there. The technical aspects of it wouldn't have been there. Um, so I'm hoping for more. Maybe we get some, like, you know, maybe we get a season of a character that was in a movie but just didn't get a whole lot of screen time that's not dead yet. Um, maybe we get, you know, a race that we've seen three or four times but never really had any background on. You know, we might get the Wookiee at some point, you know, get more on that. Um, we might get more of a, this character or that character, you if know, they do, if, they, if they do a Jar Jar Binks series, I'm unsubscribing to Disney plus and deleting it <laughs> off my consoles. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they, I think they learned their lesson with that. Yeah. I'm currently, uh, this is something I forgot to mention at the start. I'm currently putting up with that character because I'm watching the Clone Wars and he's in not all the episodes. He's not like a big focus, but he is in. Some of the episodes, and he is still incredibly clumsy. Uh, there was actually an episode that was... Um, I won't spoil what happened in the episode, but it was basically Padme, C-3PO, and Jar Jar Binks, and they went to do this negotiation thing, and Jar Jar basically almost got C-3PO killed multiple times. He almost got himself killed multiple times. So, yeah, like I said, if they come up with that, I'm unsubscribing to Disney+, Plus. I'm deleting off my, my Xbox, and my PlayStation, and my phone. I'm only joking, obviously, but... Um, yeah, uh, obviously they probably won't go anywhere near that character. Um, I mean, you've got the Obi-Wan series coming uh, with Ian McGregor himself returning. Uh, Ewan? Ian? Ewan McGregor uh, returning with that character. That should be cool. Uh, you've got, obviously, Season 2 with The Mandalorian, which should be really good. Um, what was the other thing that they said that they were doing? I'm sure there was another um, series. I've forgotten. But it, we know at least we're getting Season 2 Mandalorian and uh, the Obi-Wan series. There was one more TV show I'm sure that they announced... Uh, at some point. i tell you two things I'd like them to do. You get Donald Glover. I don't know. Did you see uh, Solo? No, I never got around to seeing Solo. Okay. Uh, that's on, obviously, Disney Plus as well. Um, you get Donald Glover back as Lando, and you just do a Lando Plus Disney, uh, Lando Disney Plus series. You could do that. Uh, you could get, I think it's Alden Erkenwright, or whatever his name was, as a Solo in that film. You get can get him back. You can do a Solo Disney Plus series. Uh, it could all be in canon, but it could be prequels to... I mean, obviously, those two versions are prequel versions of those characters. They're the younger versions. You could maybe do those. Um, is there anything, anything specific you'd like to see from that? Because those are the two characters I'd like to see again uh, on, like, a Disney Plus series. Uh, nothing that I could think... I mean, I'm kind of curious how droids came about because they're both hmm. semi-self-aware and not... And also the decision to make some of them just do beeps and whistles and some of them have actual languages. But I don't see that being, you know, anything that gets out of a pitch meeting. Mm. And, but yeah. that, that that's more of like a curiosity of mine than something that I would like to want to invest seven to eight hours into. Yeah. Um, two other things I could think of could be uh, I'd like to see Darth Maul back in like a live action form. 
Um, or possibly, uh, what's the other character? Boba Fett back. Those are two characters that didn't really get a whole lot of screen time. You could do some stuff with them maybe. Uh, I know that Darth Maul is in, I think he's in Rebels, not Clone Wars. Um, which I will obviously get to Rebels afterwards. Uh, once I finish, you know, seven seasons of the Clone Wars. Uh, so maybe there's some more focus there that I just haven't quite seen yet. And uh, some stuff from Boba Fett possibly as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I kind of like to see from uh, from Disney Plus for, for Star Wars specifically. Obviously, they got other things as well. Uh, anything else from Mandalorian? I think we've kind of talked about most of the things. Where I, I wasn't sure, like, okay, what to even do with spoilers in this podcast. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of come in and give my general impressions on the first four episodes. Uh, we are planned to come back for the you know first four and in the last four, so we'll do a podcast for episode eight. Uh, Barry was potentially going to join us today, but he's got um, some stuff at home to to deal with and that so hopefully he'll be able to join us for episode 8 as well um he's just got some family stuff going on at the moment nothing too it's just basically the situation with the world at the moment has kind of affected that but um yeah so hopefully we'll have him for episode 8 uh but to the 8th episode podcast basically um but yeah anything else from Mandalorian that you want to talk about uh no it, it just continues to get better um mm. the episode 8 that I referenced a lot goes on. A lot of the budget went into episode eight. The The opening sequence is really, really funny. But in terms of things that actually happen, there is so much that happens in episode eight. It, it feels like a two hour episode. Cool. Nice. Um, that's something I was going to ask as well. What do you think about, um, cause obviously with streamer services, things like, you know, Amazon, Disney, Netflix, those sorts of places, they can, they don't have to fit their episodes around ad slots, basically. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of the? Because they're all basically different lengths. I think the episodes for the Mandalorian, uh, or at least some of them are. What do you kind of think of the freedom that that gives this show? I think it's really, really good. Yeah, I think it's really good because one, they can film, and then they can edit out what they don't like based off of well, this didn't work, or this is repetitive, or this is unnecessary. Rather than we need to shave off two more minutes. Right. Yeah. For ad slots and. Things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's good as well. And like I said before, that's kind of the freedom that streaming services give you. Um, at least one of the points that it gives you anyway. So, uh, there we go. Um, but I want to open this up to the audience as well. We will be back with another podcast. So, um, you can either wait and send in thoughts for episode 8 and for the whole season. Or you can send in thoughts for well any of the episodes you know, but by that point, I suppose. Uh, but let us know what you think of The Mandalorian. What do you think that this means for the future of not only Star Wars on Disney+, Plus, but Star Wars itself? Because we're not supposed to get any more films till 2022, I think. There's like a new trilogy. I, I hadn't heard of any more films. Um, yeah, I think there's supposed to be some more in like 2022 or 23 or something. Because they're going to like rotate those with, with the new Avatar films that are coming out. If they come out <laughs> if we ever get avatar 2 uh if that ever happens um but yeah let us know what you think of the future of both star wars on disney plus and star wars itself uh would you think of the change of pace with having this as a tv series and focusing on the bounty hunter all those sorts of things uh let me know uh, and of course ent- anything about entertainment talk uh matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes um yeah, I think that's what we've got for you. We'll be back for episode 8, like I said. Uh, we've got other things happening at the moment on the entertainment talk as well. We've got, of course, Better Castle, Walking Dead, and Westworld that we're covering. Um, video game coverage weekly for that. Uh, the PS5 controller got revealed today, so we talked about that. And uh, delays for different video games and things, so check those out as well. Uh, and everything else that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Um, 
yeah, if you want to support the podcast and support entertainment talk, we are on Patreon. Uh, please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Uh, if you want to uh, support us through Amazon, the Amazon affiliate link, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra from your... Uh, Shopping on Amazon, that sort of thing. Uh, word of mouth, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feed. Um, and of uh, course, iTunes feeds themselves. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Uh, that will be very helpful. Just search for Entertainment Talk on podcast platforms or find the podcast on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter. And if you can, put them in different Facebook groups. And lastly, for streaming, video games, and other things, uh, Twitch, me, Bex, and Robert are on. Sorry, me, Bex, and David, sorry, are on Twitch. Uh, check out Bex, uh, Tr- Tristabytes on Twitch. Uh, she streams uh, roughly twice a day, that sort of thing, so check her out on there as well. And Robert streams on Mixer sometimes as well, so check those out. Uh, if you, of course, want to also check out Let's Play Sundays episodes, check out me taking on the Nemesis in Resident Evil 3 for Let's Play Sundays. Look out for those as well. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>